At Her Spirit, we're here for you. We want to help you discover your potential, achieve your goals, ignite your fitness, find your community. Head to herspirit.co.uk and sign up for our core membership. Get access to our virtual classes, monthly challenges, expert advice and track your progress in our health hub. You'll also find your very own cheerleading squad who will support you every step of the way. Use the code HERSPIRITPOD3 and get three months completely free. It's time for you. Hello, you are listening to the Her Spirit podcast. Welcome. I'm Louise Minchin. Every month we sit down together and talk about the small changes we could all make to our lives that can lead to big results. If you are new to the podcast, very warm welcome to you. If you are one of our very loyal listeners, thank you so much for all of your support over the weeks and months. So Her Spirit is a community of women just like you and we come together to help and encourage each other to get more active and feel stronger, happier and healthier. And what we try and do in every different podcast is break down the barriers. What is it that stops you doing whatever it is? Is it getting on your bike? Is it going out for a run? Is it going for a swim? Or perhaps... I don't know, getting off the sofa. Today, we are talking about cycling. I'm really excited about this because I've done a lot of cycling over the last, what, three or four months, actually. I wouldn't call myself a natural cyclist. I've come to cycling very, very late in my life. I did always cycle, but I never actually had a road bike until about six years ago. And uh, if you know anything about me, I have been quite a few miles on my road bike, but nothing like one of our guests and also our coach that we've got on the podcast today. So I'll tell you who we've got and then we'll start the conversation. And by the way, everybody, uh, thank you very much for getting in touch either by the Her Spirit app or finding us on the website, herspirit.co.uk. We asked lots of different questions about what your first bike was, what it was called. And I've been asking specifically actually on my social media, uh, what are the barriers to getting on your bike and what do you need to know? So in no particular order, we have Mel Berry, founder, of course, of Her Spirit is here with us today to tell us what's going on in the community, how we can help you. Uh, We've got a community member, Judith Borrell, who's also known as the Yorkshire lass, aren't you, Judith? I am, just a tad. (laughs) (laughs) So you obviously come from Yorkshire, you're used to cycling up hills. Um, Yeah, I'm very much from Yorkshire. Yeah, I'm born and bred Yorkshire lass, so yes definitely hills sometimes I try and avoid them because they are a bit severe in Yorkshire yeah and you organize the Yorkshire last sportive which we'll come to a little bit later we also have Michelle Charland who's a her spirit cycling lead not just coach I think that's right isn't it Michelle uh yes I think it is um all things cycling sort of seems to come my way which of course I'm delighted about Love it. You know, it's so strange, isn't it? Because I feel like we're really good friends and we've actually only met in person, I think, kind of a couple of times, isn't it? But Michelle has also trained me as well. She does amazing live sessions on the app, which if you're new to cycling, are really worth doing. I've done quite a lot of them. I know not enough, Michelle, but I've done quite a lot, haven't I? You have, actually, Louise. Really nice and consistency, which is key to everything. (laughs) Oh, you say that. I'm not that good. Um, And also on the podcast today, I think she's our kind of challenge expert, I'm to call her. Uh, She's Mimi Anderson and she is one of the UK's uh, most accomplished endurance runners. She turned to cycling after nearly running across America. I'm doing your story very quickly for you here, Mimi, which I know so well. And then she took up cycling and I've cycled with her across Argentina. How many kilometers did we do, Mimi, was it? Over a thousand. I think it was 1,200 kilometers, wasn't it? It was a long way. Yeah, we cycled that together. 
It was a very long way. Yeah, it was headwinds. We won't talk too much about it. I'm saving it for my book, so I won't talk too much about it. And also recently we um, cycled London to Paris. And I mentioned that not to intimidate any of you all, actually, because um, if you said to me, maybe even two or three years ago, oh, one weekend you'll just get on your bike and you'll cycle from Blackheath to under the Eiffel Tower. And I've gone, you're absolutely bonkers. There's no way I'm going to do that. Anyway, so Mel, you've been asking in the community, haven't you? What are the main barriers that stop people cycling or worry them? And what did you find? 60% of women talked about mechanical issues and they were frightened to get on their bike. So for us, what better to do than create a solution which we're calling Frightened to Fearless? And what Frightened for Fearless does is a multitude of different things. It enables you to go to a Rutland cycling store to learn a little bit more about the mechanical information that you need to, to then be able to do guided rides and then give you that extra confidence. And then it gives you great opportunities to join Michelle you know, statically to again, improve your fitness um, and generally get, you know, a lot more confident and and no longer will you be frightened. You will be that fearless rider like we both are on our bicycles. Eh? <laughs> and let's just think about the, the problem with mechanics because that is a really common issue for people. So I want everybody's thoughts on that. And I'll start, I think, with you, Mimi. You can change a puncture, can you? I can, but I, I do completely understand where people are coming from because the one thing that really, you know, coming from a running background, you put your trainers on, you put your kit on and off you go. You don't need to worry about anything else. But the bicycle, oh, my goodness, you've, you know, you've got to think about everything, haven't you? And, you know, you go out, let's say you're doing, you know, 10 miles or whatever it might be. Anything can happen during that time. And that I have to say that is my main concern with anything that I do. So I have actually booked onto a, a course and you are doing some extraordinary cycle rides. You've just done, is it 800 miles? Is that right? How far it kilometers, was? Kilometres, 500 miles. Yeah. 800 kilometres. And I know, you know, you've got some really big bike rides um, over the next a few months as well. So, Michelle, right. Okay. So you're the expert here. What should we all do? I mean, you know, as I say, in my head, I know how to do it. Um, if YouTube was available where my bike happened to have a puncture, I might be able to do it. But you've got to have the right kit. You've got to have the knowledge. You've got to have working working 5G or 4G or whatever it is. Where do we start, Michelle? Well, I must be honest. The first thing I would suggest always is before you go for a bike ride, check your bike over and especially your tires. So if there's any little cuts in your tires, anything that looks a little bit dodgy, don't don't ride. Go and get yourself a new set of tires. So I typically, I do quite a lot of riding, as you've probably all gathered, but I will change my tires once once a year, so that um, I get so that I know that my tires don't puncture. So I have very very few punctures, considering the amount of mileage. However, do one day on a sunny afternoon, pour yourself a lovely drink of choice and go and practice, practice, practice. There are tires that are easier to get off the rims and there are tires that are harder to get off the rims. So if when you're buying the new tires, go to the bike shop and say, I want to be able to put them on and off myself. So, you know, go and go and have that discussion with a bike shop. But it's, it's all about practice, you know, sit there with YouTube on your Wi-Fi but, and practice. Let's go for the real basics here, because I mean, I didn't understand, you know, that there was the tire underneath, there was an inner tube, you know, I mean, where do you sort of mean? It's just so, it so, seems so intimidating. Actually, Louise, it's even just how do I get the wheel off the bike? Yeah, that, that, to that point. I mean, I know that because my, my bike's quite easy. You know, you can, again, you can get a bike where it's quite easy to take your wheel off. But yeah, so, so go on, Michelle. Well, I mean, some bikes have got sort of, you know, a good old bolt that goes through. So you need a particular spanner. 
Others, you can just use an Allen key. Others, it's actually got a sort of a lever on the side that you don't need anything, just your hands. Um, but if you've got a very strong partner or somebody who loves to fiddle with your bike and over tightens it, it's not that funny to undo it. So, you know, do, do try. I really, really encourage anyone I ride with or coach to, to actually take control of looking after their own bikes and being able to, to manage it themselves. Yeah, I remember a sort of moment when I took started taking on, you know, going to sort of longer rides and I really didn't have a clue. And my husband just turned around and he said, I'm not going to help you because I'm not going to be there. And that's absolutely right. You know, you are often very much on your own. Judith, what's your approach to kind of the mechanicals? I'm then? pretty much the same. I've done quite a few maintenance courses and things, but then it's the remembering how to do it once you're in that situation. And like you, Michelle, saying about going and getting a drink, I've done that and sat outside on a garden chair and I'm thinking the chances are of having a puncture when there's a garden chair there and a glass of gin at the side is very rare. <laughs> So I have done the same. The thing that I do struggle with, like you say, is trying to get the tyre actually off the wheel as well. That's a problem that I sometimes have. And then just trying to get it all back on. But I've practised and practised quite a few times. And I was I was quite chuffed with myself because we've just returned from Mallorca and I had to take my, tie, my wheels off the bike there and put it all back together. So, yeah, I was quite chuffed with myself. I actually managed to do that one as well. And it worked when I got back on it afterwards. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you know, these are all winning. This is winning at life. Mel, what about um, with the Her Spirit? Are we trying to help? We've got various ways we can help people. Yeah. So first of all, uh, Michelle in the cycling section in the community has got all the information that you need. So if you want to understand through Michelle's guidance, how to take you know, the, your wheel off, how to repair a puncture, that's the first thing. But with our partners, Rutland Cycling, we're doing workshops. So people like Mimi, you're going to obviously their local kind of bike shop, you can come in and more information coming on that. Just to be able to give so much knowledge to give you that opportunity to go, I don't have to sit out in the garden with my gin um, and hope for the kind of the best when I'm out there on, on, you know, two wheels enjoying myself. Okay, so let's go back to um, anything else, Mel. So that was the main issue that people were talking about. What sort of other thing were people concerned about? Yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot in there around the safety on the roads. And I know a couple of questions that came through on social talked about that. You know, how do I feel more confident um, on, on the road? But I know one of the areas that um, has come up time and time again is descending. And it's, you know, it's pretty scary. I know when I went to Lanzarote earlier this year, I you know, lost, you know, my kind of mojo and, and struggled. And I know Michelle we had that conversation didn't we and a lot of it is about relaxing and and that's again really important thing to talk about descending on a bike. Let's take first things first and um, Mimi because you um well it's interesting because we've cycled just so everybody knows for the for the podcast we've cycled a lot of miles together. I'm much more risk averse than you when it comes to roads and I think everybody has their different risk analysis don't they Mimi? Yeah, I think so. And you've got, you've got to feel, um, you know, you've got to feel comfortable. You know, there was a point in Argentina when we were on quite a busy road. And I think again, because of my running and because I have done quite a lot of running on roads, that I just ignore the traffic. But I know that you felt very uncomfortable. So, and that's fine. And so we just stopped and, you know, we reconvened and, you know, then sort of got going again. But I think, you know, one of the things on a bike I do is I, I am very lit up. So I will have a light on my helmet. I'll have a light on the back. I'll have one on the side of the bike. And I also have, which you now have, the handlebar lights, which, which flash, which really can be seen for miles and miles by the vehicles. So anything just to make me feel slightly safer, I will use. 
Yeah, that's really interesting because I did actually, um, I'm just following Mimi around and she has these little lights that go into the handlebars, Michelle. And actually, I re- I've been riding them around Wales and I reckon I get a foot extra because I've got those in from the cars. So, Michelle, how do we approach, you know, cars? My approach always when I'm riding with people who are nervous is just take up your space. You have as much right to be on the road as the motorists. And if you're in their way, they can see you. If you try and huddle the side of the road, they will force past you. And that is terrifying for everybody. So, you know, and be aware of what's coming up. You know, if there's road furniture, if there's something coming up, just slow down, let the cars pass. If there's somebody behind you who's grumpy or frustrated, pull over, let them go past. They're in front of you. They're gone. Don't worry about it. And I very much have a policy. I won't get into an argument with a motorist. I I just feel very sorry for them that they're having a dreadful day and they're not on their bikes. <laughs> That's quite a good way of putting it. <laughs> I'm not going to let them ruin my ride. <laughs> yeah, what about you? Have you got any tips that you sort of give you a bit more confidence, Judith? The same as Michelle, really, because I was. We once went to Vietnam and Cambodia on a um, one of these challenge rides, and I can remember coming off the airport thinking, "Thank God we don't have to ride in this traffic." And then we got. I don't know whether anybody's ridden there, but when you get to the roundabouts, it's like a, a free for all. And I think that's the best thing that somebody's told me is to just stand your ground and you know make yourself tall, basically, when you're riding your bike, and obviously just be aware of what is around you. But I'm never one to ride right into the edge of the road because I think then you've no give just in case anything happens. And the practicalities of riding into the edge of the road, you know, that's where you've got the drains or whatever and the sort of crud, isn't it, Michelle, as well? That's that's puncture territory, really. So you stay away from that, yeah, and especially in the rains. And, you know, and avoid pot- avoid potholes and things like that. You know, give yourself time to move out so that the traffic, be predictable. I always say to people I ride with, just be predictable. Let's talk about downhill because that was something that um, I, I on my social media, lots of people talk to me about it. Whizzing downhill too fast, falling and crashing. Alison, getting over the fear of going downhill. I mean, it's such a common theme, the downhill, isn't it? And Mimi, I know that you, you know, you're, you're brilliant on the uphills, but the downhills have been just, you know, challenging for you, haven't they? It has. It's been a real challenge. And I think, and especially, well, I've got much better. But, you know, the first time I did an event, which was right across Britain, you know, we had some quite serious downhills and I was permanently on the brake. My poor bike must have been thinking, Mimi, should we, should we just let me go now? And I was just thinking, no, not a chance. Cause I thought if I let go, I've completely lost control. And um, and the bike would take over. Anyway, I'm much better now and I feel more confident going down the hill. So I do go faster, but I'm still, I still do have my hands on those brakes um, a little bit. But I tend to, um, I don't have it on the whole time. It's that, uh, what do you got, pulsing. Feathering. Feathering, that's the word. Feathering. Yes, yes. And I do that because I gather that's how you're supposed to do it. And it feels, yeah, so I'm much better, but no, don't like them at all. Why don't you like them, Mimi? Out, I'm out of control. I think I'm probably quite a control freak. And so, yeah, I just feel out of control, especially with lots of luggage on the back of your bike. It's sort of, you know, I feel as if the whole bike's going to tip over. Of course it doesn't, but you know. 
Okay, so Michelle, lack of control. I mean, you know, you know, I used to be much more scared than I am now. So how, where do we start with this? Well, I love a good downhill. So you definitely have come to the right place. <laughs> and I go down pretty quickly, but I always feel in control. The moment I don't feel in control, feather my brakes and back it off a little bit. So Mimi, I'm right there with you. And, and just for those who don't know what feathering is, Michelle. Oh, so that is, so when you, when you run your bike, it's a very good idea to cover your brakes. So they take two fingers and you just keep your brake, your fingers over your brakes feathering is kind of gripping releasing gripping releasing as just very lightly so that um, your brakes don't grab your wheel and yeah so that you can control your speed you don't want to hang on to your brakes on the way down because you'll heat them up they expand you can melt discs you can melt rims I mean it's all it sounds all very exciting I don't want, I'm not saying that to scare anybody I'm just saying feather your brakes you, you scared can control- me <laughs> No, especially on sort of, if you're doing long alpine downhills, not, you know, not short ones, you know, if you're going downhill for sort of 20 minutes, you don't want to be hanging onto your brakes. So feather your brakes and that's how you can control your speed. I mean, what's, what's too fast? Is there, you know, when do you know that you're going too fast? I think it's when I feel that I can't manage my bike through what's coming up ahead. So if there's a, if there's a, a hairpin bend, for example, if I think, oh, I don't have the skill to, get around that corner quickly or or if a car was to come would I be able to get out of the way or stop so that's those are sort of for me the gauges that I have in terms of too fast okay and front brake back brake or both brakes well more your back brake but both brakes definitely never ever ever only your front brake you will go over the handlebars do you know that's one thing I always do when I get on my bike every time, because I can't quite remember which is the front brake and the back brake. So every time I get on my bike, do you do this, Mimi? I spin my wheels. I do. And yes. re- do you? And then, I mean, we probably do remember, but I just, it's kind of like a check that I do and I check which is my back brake. So I'm like, okay, this is the hand that I'm going to use mostly on my brakes. Well, it's a very good thing to do anyway, because you're checking your brakes work before you get on your bike, Louise. So I'm all for that. And other things about going downhill. So um, not everybody who's listening to this uh, podcast will have a road bike. But if you have a road bike, and that's, you know, with drop handlebars, do you go down the hill on the top, on the bottom of the handlebars? Where do you go, Michelle? What would you say? You are safest on the drops of your handlebars, but you need to be able to reach your brakes. And often I find that women who've got smaller hands really struggle with that because they can't reach their brakes. There are adjustments that can be made on most brake levers to bring them slightly closer to the handlebars. So if that's you, go out and get somebody just to just to adjust that for you. When you're descending, you want to lower your center of gravity. So by having your hands low on your handlebars, by having weight through your feet, you are lowering your center of gravity. You are so much more stable. You will feel more in control. Do you? Because I've said I've tried to persuade Mimi to do this, and and you don't like it, do you? Putting your hands down low. No, I have been practicing, so I've been very good. But going downhill, I'm not at the moment. I'm sure I'll get there. But again, I'm not very experienced. So it's it's, it's again, it's it's having um, faith. I think in in your your bike and yourself that you know you can do it. In fact, that's a very valid point. Actually, sorry, I'm just jumping in here. But um, in terms of trust your bike, trust your tires, trust your bike. And sometimes, you know, if I am feeling out of control, I will go trust your bike, trust your tires. You know, everything's fine. You're good. So yeah, that's a big point. 
Interesting. Judith? I was just going to ask, what what is the best way to corner? Because that's something that always gets me when you've got like a tight bend and you come in, you know, especially if you're doing like a, you've got a hairpin bend that you come into, which is the best way to corner? Well, um, the, can, if I can just kind of almost go back to point number one, when you're descending, you look far ahead of you. If you're looking at your front wheel, you are going to go nowhere very quickly. So if the further ahead you look, the fur- the more control you have, the more balance you've got. And then when you come to those hairpins, you are bound to take a better line because your eye naturally wants to draw a straight line from where you are to where you're going. So if you're going through a hairpin, you will enter it as wide as you can. Don't go over the white line, but you enter it as wide as you can. And then you inside pedal up push your way through the other pedal that's straight down and look through your corner and you break before you get to your corner and then release as you go through the corner, accelerate out of it. Yeah. And inside pedal up. Now, and if that's too complicated, you enter wide inside pedal up always, because if you're going around a hairpin, the pedal that is, um, your pedal that is on the inside of the corner can easily um, like scrape the ground and then you will you know, you're likely to fall off and that's not much fun. Exactly. Um, I want to talk about cleats and let's have a whole discussion about cleats. So cleats are basically at the bottom of your shoe. I know Miri's eyes, brilliant. Um, you, they're the bottom of your shoe and they basically clip into the pedals and they are the bane of every, fir- you know, cyclist life when they first start cycling. I mean, I'm looking around the five women here. All of us have fallen off because of our cleats. All of us. Every so that is just par for the course. First of all, I guess the question is: Are they worth having? Mimi, you're not. A, you weren't a massive fan of starting with cleats, were you? At her spirit, we know how powerful women can be. We love your strength, your determination, your compassion. We love the energy that sparks when we connect and spur each other on. Her Spirit was created to ignite that flame of determination, to unleash your energy, to build your self-belief and to help every woman find a way to your healthiest mind, body and soul yet. We want to inspire one million women just like you to be active, healthy and happy because you deserve it. Head to herspirit.co.uk, join our core membership and use the code HERSPIRITPOD3 to get three months completely free. Join our monthly challenges, get access to the Her Spirit Health Hub and track your activity levels, mood, food, sleep and stress every single week with your own personalised dashboard. Get expert advice and join daily live classes that can be played back at any time. Plus... Find the support that you need to get started and stay motivated. Just sign up at herspirit.co.uk and use the code HERSPIRITPOD3 to get three months completely free. It's time for you. Well, no, because I picked up my first bike and I thought, well, everybody has clipping. So that's what I got. And I got home. And I practiced and I practiced and I fell off five or six times. I thought, right, that's it. And I was like a child. I stamped my foot and I put the bike back on the back of the car and I took it to the bike (laughs) shop and I went, I want flat pedals so I can wear my trainers. So that's what I did for the next six months. And then I thought, Mimi, we'll, we'll try again. And actually it, it, it was, it was fine. And I now love them, but yeah, I certainly didn't like them before. It was remembering to take your foot out as you're, 
coming up to a junction. So I just got into the habit of always doing things like that so that it then became natural when you come to traffic lights or you come to anything. You t- I take my left foot out, everybody's different, and I, it goes onto the ground. And then I think, okay, now I'm not going to fall off. Judith, did you fall off? Yeah, I did. I went, I, jo- I joined a club and I went on a club ride and I did one on flat pedals. And then I thought, oh, everybody's got cleats. I'm going to try these cleats. And I climbed a hill and I got to the top. So I unclicked on the right hand side and forgot about my left foot and took somebody out at the side of me. So embarrassing. <laughs> and I've fallen off twice and they've both been stationary. It's never been when I've been on my bike, it's been stationary. Just a reminder, and I'm going to come to our expert, Michelle, in a, in a moment for the actual way that you should. I mean, I know she's done this too, but how you don't fall off your bike with your cleats and are they worth having? Um, you are listening to the Her Spirit podcast. Do uh, join in. You can go on the app where you can find Michelle, who gives live cycling classes. We'll tell you that about that a little bit later in the podcast. Or you can find us at herspirit.co.uk. Um, chat on the Facebook as well, because that's a really good way to chat and meet people and talk about, you know, the issues. Because if you've had an issue on your bike, believe you me, somebody else, probably most other people have had it as well. So Michelle, go. Cleats, are they worth having? It depends what kind of riding you're doing. And they are not for everybody. But I would definitely say if you if you're doing endurance, if you're doing endurance riding, if you like going up hills, you know, that's actually when it is. But I mean, generally speaking, yes, I would suggest if you if you want to cycle regularly. I suggest um, going through a couple of tumbles to get it right. I mean, we've all done it. And it's and it's when you, you sort of, I think it's almost more dangerous when you're slightly confident and then you forget. Have you got any top tips for people, Michelle? I think just, pra- you know, practice. So do, do hang on to the fence in your garden, clip and unclip. Work out how the mechanism works. You know, I always think if you kind of, really go in with your toe first, you clip in nice and quickly, and then you kick that heel out, um, you know, sort of out away from your bike, and that unclips it, just in case anyone didn't know how they worked. (laughs) Yes, good. Yeah, good point. And, you know, be mindful that you are attached to your bike. And I mean, I've I fall with my cleats quite more re- more frequently when I'm mountain biking than road riding, but it does happen, you know, and I've been riding with cleats for a very long time. So kind of accept that you will have a tumble every now and again. Um, they're usually slow motion. Um, <laughs> they're not usually when you're going. Yeah, they are. They are slow motion. You just got to go with it, haven't you? But I think, you know, to be very mindful that when you are in traffic, when you are approaching a junction, when you are in a place that you're feeling a little bit unsure about what's going to happen next, just unclip your foot. You can rest it on top of the pedal and you can still pedal even not being clipped in. So you can do that. I mean, I wouldn't suggest being unclipped for long long periods, but definitely around junctions and around traffic, um, you know, unclip is absolutely vital. Let's just talk a little. I mentioned Michelle and the um, live cycling classes that we have on the app. Just tell us what else we've got on offer from the from the for the from the community. One of the things that I love, and I know Mimi, you love as well, is Lexi's wonderful yoga. So on a Monday morning, I do. Yes, in my pajamas. I didn't know that, Mimi. Well, Every Monday morning, Mimi's there in her pyjamas with a dog kind of rolling on the floor. So there, yeah, there's the yoga um, from a strength point of view. Again, I know, Michelle, you're a huge advocate um, of it. And I know uh, it's something that for me is really important. So there's kind of that. And then the in-person offer. So we're growing our coaching team and developing kind of workshops that give women that knowledge because 
context, only 11.5% of women in this country cycle regularly. And unfortunately, every time that statistic is counted, it's seeing a decline. So we've seen a 2% decline in all of those women that took up cycling during kind of COVID. So these podcasts help you know, to give that confidence um, on that side. So come and join us in person or just go and join Michelle on a static bike and build up your confidence by riding together in a virtual world. Yeah. And also the other thing, you know, because we're all, I mean, I, you know, I went from being a sort of commuter cyclist. So I used to cycle on my commute, which was all of, I think it was like five miles. You know, there's every single level of cycling and it's so enjoyable, whether it's, you know, I don't know, taking your child to nursery like I used to on the back of the bike which seems quite brave, actually, in some ways. The thing is, Michelle, you can do this at any level, can't you? Oh, absolutely. And I think that some people, especially women, sort of get very fearful of the competition element of it. And, oh, they're going to, you know, hold people up and they're going to, you know, they're going to be last up the hill. Or I was chatting to someone I was coaching. In fact, it was this morning. And she said what she's absolutely loved about riding with me is that we just have so much fun. And it's actually rekindled that inner child in her. And, and I was thinking, oh gosh, that's so, cause that for me, I probably have never lost that inner child, but, and that, that actually made so much sense to me. And I thought that's a, a reason a lot of people kind of give up is because they, they, they don't give themselves permission to have fun on their bikes. Just go out for a bike ride. It doesn't matter how far, how fast, or just have fun have fun. Do you know what? I think you're making a really brilliant point because that is the thing that I love about cycling. I mean, I love the, the food stops as Mimi will know, but Mimi, we know we have had, and I know our adventures are not for the faint hearted and all the rest of it, but we've had incredible times, haven't we, on our bikes? Oh, absolutely. But you know, and we have laughed and we have giggled and you know, you get to the top of that hill and you have that wow moment, you know, we've had all of that. We've chatted eaten an awful lot but it has to be fun because I think if you take it I mean you, you know there are moments when you have to be quite serious obviously you know if you're um, wanting to win something or do whatever then that's slightly different but you know to me rather like my running cycling is about sort of the fun the sort of the friendships the you know the chatting it's all of that and it, it's not about going out and doing I mean I love it when we just you know slow right down and you know go along at a nice leisurely pace but yeah lots of chatting um Jude, just explain for us who've not been on the yorkshire last what it is because it's a bike ride isn't it it is yeah so it's a charity bike ride so it's a sport eve which is an event of mass participation so we had our first one in 2016 and we sort of got 50 entries and we're like oh my god this is amazing and then suddenly it was up to 300 and then every year since we've done It'll be our sixth one this year, and we've had 600 ladies that have joined up every year now, and we've had some that have done every single one. And I just think it's brilliant that women can come and feel so supportive. And we have like what we call ride angels as well. So we have people, um, ladies from our cycling club, Yorkshire Cogs and Roses, that will be the ride angels, and they will go out and they'll ride with people that may be on their own, or they're just somebody there, so that at least you know you've got somebody that can change a tire. And we've got mechanics on the course and everything, so. We've taken all our experiences that we've had at other parties and put them all into this one. And hopefully it's all the good ones and not the bad ones. So, yeah, so we look after it. So we, we hope and we, I'm sure that we must do it because we have so many good results back from it and so many, much good feedback that we are supporting women. I mean, we've had ladies that have only just started riding a bike and never, ever thought of taking part in a sporty. And they've joined ours and done 30 miles and then they've done the 60 miler. So, yeah, so it's just been absolutely brilliant. 
it's it's been really good. And I mean, and people have said, and I am going to big myself up here, but people have said it's the best spa teeth that they've ever done. And if you ever do one, you need to do the Archer Last Spa Teeth. So yeah, it makes me feel quite emotional. Um, and then to then the big bonus of it as well is we always also raise funds for charities. So we've raised one hundred and fourteen thousand pounds so far for cha- different charities, and three of them are uh, ladies' charities. So it's breast, cervical, and ovarian cancer that we always raise funds for. So it's a very much a feel good factor as well doing the Archer Last Spa and the feed stations are second to none i have to say so so you need to get on it louise because the feed station what have you got in them oh we have pork pies we have cakes we have crisps we have fruit cake we have croissant we have absolutely everything that you can think of i'm a feeder so i I naturally make sure that everybody gets plenty at the feed stations oh you made it sound so much fun um, we've all get we've all got to get going because I know that, um, Mimi's got more training to do. Everybody's got things to do. But um, let's um, just quickly round Robin. So last tips for um, people who are you know worried about getting on their bike or inhibited by it. Uh, Michelle, what would your tip be? I would just say you know start start where you might feel safe and find a friend who is perhaps a bit more confident than you and just go out for a ride. Just and and have a purpose for your ride. Just ride to the ice cream shop or ride down for a coffee. You know have a purpose for that ride. Um, and then and then set yourself another goal. Mimi? I think when I started um, riding, it was very much, um, I didn't feel confident taking my hands off the handlebars and going right and <laughs> going left. So it was finding a route that was um, not particularly long, but um, I felt safe. So, you know, quieter roads, off the main roads, um, and until my confidence grew slightly, and then I was able to be slightly more adventurous. Um, and then I could go and have, you know, go to the coffee shop or something like that. But yeah, Judith, I would say the same. I, I, I would say find a nice group of, of people to ride with and somebody that's of your ability. So you're not trying to push yourself and go to their pace or, you know, have it be that slower or faster and just have it as a social thing. Because we have members that are just get so much more out of it than just the cycling as well. It's also good for you mentally as well. So I would say find a nice group of people to cycle with. And Mel? I would say um, choose a challenge and you know that's why we created Frightened to Fearless and that's why we're partnering with with Jude and the Yorkshire Lass and you know we want every woman over the weekend of the 30th and 31st of July to come and ride 50 kilometres or, or 50 miles together and, and join us for the Fearless 50 Challenge. I know for me it definitely gives me that kind of focus and do it with all the friends that you know that make you smile on that route as well. So Frightened to Fearless, um, where can, just briefly, what is it and where can people find more information? Frightened to Fearless is a campaign that we launched with Rutland Cycling and British Triathlon because we want to break down these barriers and we want to turn the, the stats that we talked about into, an, into really positive ones. So everything that we've talked here on offer and all you need to do, just go to herspirit.co.uk and then just get, click on the cycling side. And over the summer, we're going to have so much fun together. Jude, I'm looking forward to that first stop because I can definitely vouch for the pork pies and all of the feed. I'm looking forward to be fed by you in Yorkshire once again. Yeah, yeah, very good point. I was going to ask you that. And there's still spaces, are there, Jude? Yes, there are, yeah. And we've got lovely medals as well. Oh, oh my gosh. She's had me at pork pies, croissants and medals. So listen, my top tip I think would be, and and Mimi will attest to this, is again, find a friend that you you can cycle with and know your strengths. I mean, Mimi is absolutely brilliant at being in charge of navigation. I am absolutely brilliant at having food on board my bike. So between us, we are invincible, aren't we, Mimi? We are. 
We make a very good team. Louis got snacks. I'm in charge of navigations. Perfect. Yeah, and we never have an argument because there's only one person in charge of each of those things. So that's the way to do it. And and you know, it's cycling genuinely has given me more joy over the last few years than any. I think really because I think it's the freedom, isn't it? It's the freedom you can go a very long way. You can get yourself to the pub to Paris, whatever it is, just on your, uh, under your own steam. And I just think it's absolutely wonderful. It's very empowering. Thank you so much to Mimi, Michelle, Judith and Mel for taking the time to talk to me today and talk all about cycling. And don't forget, there's lots more information you can find on the Her Spirit app. Also, have a conversation as well, why don't you, on facebook.com slash herspirituk. And we'll keep on posting updates, particularly around that frightened to fearless as well, because that is what we would like you to be. Um, I used to be frightened going downhill. Um, I listened to someone like Michelle before and now I'm pretty fearless going downhill but you can be that too um join in our conversations we'll post links and episode notes also add a link of where you can find a full transcription my goodness me of this episode too in case you want to check back on any of the advice you might want to know for example do you remember how she told us to go around corners with our foot on the inside up lots of things like that really good tips so thank you so much for listening i am louise minchin the next episode of the her spirit podcast will arrive on monday this 4th of july and we are planning an episode around menopause exercise because there have been so many conversations uh, here in the uk particularly over shortages of hrt and we know that here on the podcast uh, you want information there are questions you have so do send them in to us until then though remember together we have got this see you soon